Hello and welcome to Ideas Don't Bleed, a comics podcast presented by Ashcan Press and featuring Matthew Rosenberg and the Supple Boys, Ethan S. Parker, and Griffin Sheridan. This is part two of our discussion with Ed Brisson. We hope you enjoy. You know, you did 24 comics, like 24 the... Yes. The the oh, really? Wow. Um, I actually forget. Uh, I almost always forget until somebody brings up that I wrote that comic. That's like, it'll come you, up. But there's, you wrote a lot of it, show. right? Uh, four issues. Maybe oh. five? I can't remember. Not a lot. <laughs> yeah, did, you, did, the, did it incorporate the time gimmick? How did that work? Uh, you know what? It was a long time ago. I don't remember. I think I wrote that almost 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was Sons of Anarchy I was on for a long time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sons of Anarchy you wrote a long time. Uh, I, was like, mm-hmm. I was like, don't you have like three trades of that? But you, yeah. you have like three trades of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and you've done like, you know, Uncanny X-Men and you've written Batman and Robin at DC and um now you're doing predator like but you've always sort of kept a, a foot in creator own stuff like where do you feel like the balance is for you like what's the sweet spot for you do you always want to be doing a work for hire book or a licensed book do you always want to be doing a lot of that in a creator own like uh my my sweet spot if i could financially make it work would be like one of each going at the same time you know uh, just do right- two books do two books total two books so total i think you know um right now I, t- I tend to work on about three books at the same time which is is good it's fine mm-hmm. um i think you know you're there working, are times you're working on a lot more than three books right now just so you know right right now I, i'm in that like overlap period where like yeah. things are uh, i'm finishing things and, and other things are, are starting but um yeah, I don't know. There was a time where I was like working, you know, five or six books a month and it just fucking killed me. Yeah. Uh, and finally, like just before the pandemic hit, you know, I had a, a talk with uh, uh, with Marvel. I was like, I'm on too many books. I need I need to like cut back to like maybe two. And they're like, are you sure you can survive on two? And I'm like, yeah, that, just two would be great. And then the fucking pandemic hit and it's like, how about zero? <laughs> how about you just do zero books for like the next eight months? Um, and that was rough, but and so like you know, it, so zero is not your sweet spot. Zero is not my sweet spot. Uh, I think you know if I'm working full time and uh, it's about three is about my sweet spot. Ideally, I'd like to have like at this point like two work for hires, one creator own. Just doing the creator own stuff, like doing the work for hire stuff, the licenses and the superhero stuff. Like, does that do you feel like it scratches an itch that you don't get otherwise? Because I keep. I keep trying to explain this to people who don't make comics where they're like, well, you have indie books and they're successful. Why don't you just make your own stuff? And I was like, well, I really like making other people's stuff too. Like I really enjoy it. And people find it very, I mean, I, I've also met people who are the other way who are like, why are you making a thing I've never heard of when you could be writing more (laughs) things like Batman in them? And I'm like, well, um, do you feel that? Like, do you still get excited about like getting Predator? Yeah. Yeah. Like Predator was a really cool one to get, uh, you know, and to be able to do like the first Predator Marvel and sort of like set up this sort of new <clears throat> world for it. 
yeah, that sort of shit's exciting. Like, you know, I, I'm a massive Predator fan. Like, you know, I saw the first one at Drive-In when I was a kid, and uh, I've been like a massive fan since. So, um, yeah, like you know, Prey. it's really cool. I thought Prey was great, you know. I, I honestly, um, save for the, like, 2018 film, I think that uh, most of them are, pretty, you know. Yeah. Uh, number two, I was, like, the a staunchest defender of Predator 2. <laughs> yeah, <that>. right, totally. <laughs> and I rewatched it recently, and I was like, oh, shit, they, yeah, there's a lot of problems with this movie. <laughs> um, but I think Predators gets shit on more than it deserves. I think it's a really solid film, mm-hmm. save for uh, two scenes uh, that sort of undermine the rest of it. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, like... You know, same as you. Like I grew up reading this stuff, so you know, you know, being able to put like words in Batman's mouth is like pretty fucking incredible. Uh, helping to build some sort of mythology. The thing I love right now, like I'm doing Batman Incorporated, and you know, Ghostmaker and Clown Hunter are the two sort of main mm-hmm. dudes in it. And the thing I love is that they've got a little bit of history. They've got like fan buy-in. But there's still such open books that I can like really just play around with them, and I'm yeah. not sort of hemmed in um, by continuity. But I, you know, with Iron Fist, one of my favorite things in the first was like it was really a deep dive back into old continuity yeah. and the stuff I grew up reading and sort of recontextualizing some of it, um, which I think is a lot of fun. So yeah, it's it's totally different uh, feelings um, uh, doing doing the two things. Um, yeah. It's but, funny because you touch on that thing of like having a little bit of something, having a little bit of history. And like, I, I'm doing this thing that I realized as I, as you said it, I was like, Oh, well, Ed's doing the same thing, which is you're doing it a little different, but like in wildcats, like wildcats obviously has a long history, but like we reset it. So it's like, it's in the DC universe and like all the history is thrown out. And now I get to choose like what I like and what right. stays and like how it connects. And we're not all putting our cards on the table of being like, this is all new things. Like they sort of hinted and wink at some things that existed in the past and there's nods to things, but like we can always throw curveballs or update things or change things as we see fit. And, th- and I really love that. That's a super fun experiment. And like, you know, I also write Joker and I, I love the deep dive of like, he's longest running <laughs> villain in comics. Like I, I, it's very fun to do it, but like, it's such a thing, fun thing. And then you're doing Stormwatch while I'm doing Wildcats. And it's like the same thing where you're like, they're in the DC universe, but they're also new. It's like a really weird noise. That's a, that's a lasagna. He's just oh. he's scratching on a post right now. I thought, I thought the ice cream man was knocking at your door. No, where are you? The, the, it's time for your Choco Taco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna choco taco. Just what do you get? Those are, those are good. They're fine. I get a milkshake. Uh, Damn, he's got milkshakes in there. Oh shit! It's a Mr. So- it's not like a good humor truck. It's a Mr. Softy truck. We're in New okay. York. They make milkshakes. It's not just like okay, sandwiches. Right. He's not gonna give me like the droopy. You don't get the Spider Man. <laughs> no, I don't get that. He has movies. that stuff, but like the Spider Man's not not good. It's not. Yeah, a, I, I really like that stuff. I don't know. There's something about those. That I really <laughs> Yeah, it's like a cheap. Like, I can rec- I can recognize they're not good, but there's something <laughs> that I really enjoy. Right. Yeah, no, I I respect him, but like if I'm going down there, it's like you know I gotta go out of my apartment. Like I'm putting in the work. I'm gonna get a milkshake. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that this has become interesting and funny enough that we now have to leave in the horrendous noise. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, lasagna. Um, 
lasagnas. Uh, I don't like cats, but I like lasagna. He's Not that cool I've ever cat. met lasagna mm-hmm. person, but lasagna is the funniest. Like has a has a cartoonish face, like a a. Can we, can we see him? Yeah, let me see if I can get him up here. I bet you can't pick him up, right? He's like. He's, we'll have to describe. Is there like an irony to it? Does he look like Garfield? Oh wow! Oh yeah, That's fucking yeah. Like he is Garfield. <laughs> like he's the most Garfield. <laughs> he looks more like Garfield than Garfield at this point. Like, yeah, he um, does. Amazing. So I wanted to ask you, with Wildcats, with you like picking and choosing, do you get screamed at much online from folks who are like, "Oh no, this oh, yeah. is not the like they they have their own." Oh yeah, I like, mean, first of all, people continuity. are like, "Wildcats is funny because people are like." The thing people are most angry about is that they're not in the Wildcats universe, that they're not in the Wildstorm universe. Right. And they're mad that they don't have the old continuity. And when I explain, when I take, I don't always take the time to explain, but when I take the time to explain that, like, they could either come over from another dimension, which we didn't want to do, or we could just be like the Wildstorm universe has always been this universe and they're the same. Mm -hmm. And people are like, yeah, you should just do that. Like, you should have the Daemonites and the, the Carabim in there. And then I have to be like, it doesn't really work because like Superman and the like, there's no way there's a giant 10,000 year long galactic civil war that takes place secretly on Earth and Superman and Green Lantern have not heard about it. Like it's just completely <laughs> gone under their noses and Grifter is the dude who's dealing with it. Like that just doesn't make sense. And when I say that to Wildstorm fans, they're always like, yeah, that's a really good point. Like they're very like, they're not illogical about it they understand that like we have to mash stuff together and like there's a logic we have to respect dc continuity like i can't just be like yeah there's an alien civil war superman didn't notice he's a fucking idiot (laughs) Um, and so they're very cool about that but the a lot of people get annoyed because we may like not a lot people are really excited about the characters and having them back i actually braced for more than we got but um we have fairchild from gen 13 in the book and people are very confused about what we're doing with her. And now we're getting a little more into Majestic and what his origin is. And people are like very confused about what we're doing with him. And it's all going someplace and it's all unfolding in a certain way. And we're going to explain more. But people are like just constantly sort of ping me to be like, I got an eye on this. I don't quite get it. I hope it's cool. Right now I don't trust you or whatever. And that's, it's fun. Why are you getting a lot in Stormwatch of like no, people? No, not yet. But I'm I'm a brace for it because like our Stormwatch team, like Hendrix is uh, or um, Bendix. Bendix, sorry, I don't know why I said Hendrix. Uh, Bendix is not on the team, yeah, you know, because yeah. he's he's out as a bad dude, you know, already in the DC universe, so mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to use him. Uh, and I think you know we have only two members from the original Stormwatch on our team. Mm-hmm. And then we're using DC characters, yeah. you know, and, and putting them in there. Um, and so, like, I'm waiting for some anger over that, you know, that people aren't going to see their favorite Stormwatch characters uh, necessarily appearing. But we are, like, there is going to be, you know, more, more, yeah. me mixed in and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, Stormwatch was always sort of a, a revolving crew anyway. Yeah. And so I wanted to sort of keep that up. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see how it goes, but the first issue, you know, and nobody screamed at me on Twitter. So, you know, uh, Congratulations. it's been fun. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, it's like <laughs> one day since being screamed at on Twitter. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I'm sort of waiting for some pushback on that, but I think, you know, it, you know, um, 
it still feels like old so much like it's still, yeah. we're still doing the same kind of stories and, and still pushing in the same direction you know and i think you know with promoting winter up to the um the weatherman role uh having flint there as a as a ground team leader um you know has that sort of continuity uh hell strike is going to appear uh, i think i was talking about it uh, earlier and uh or he's going to appear later but i don't know it, it's fun i'm just trying to keep it like a kind of a fun book yeah. that feels like the original without i, I was know. just going to say like i found that like the wildstorm fans are like they're very passionate like a, a dc or a marvel fan but they are also just like if you come in and love the characters they're kind of like okay you're one of us like right. they, they seem very they're very cool it's a very <laughs> cool universe to work in i've been very pleased yeah that you know so far it's been great uh yeah. you know but my you know i just had that 10 page or eight page or whatever it was in that wildstorm yeah, yeah. you know uh, mm -hmm. 30th anniversary i think um uh the first issue that comes out in the brave and the bold in like may so we'll see yeah you know, i may be singing a different tune by then sure i hope so i hope you're yeah. getting yelled at a Thanks. lot perfect <laughs> um, i appreciate it no of course i mean you knew i was gonna hope for that i'll probably make some fake accounts and yell at you yeah awesome um the let's shift gears and talk about your new book which is why you've been on here i know we want to talk about lasagna and milk ice cream and ice cream but also yeah. you have a new book called sons of the salton sea it's called uh, sins of the salton sea wait is it yeah it was it was sons of the salton sea but it's been changed to sins of the salton sea when did that happen only a month or two ago oh really yeah i think I, I, made, I <laughs> We talk on chat, and I may just misread it every time you type it, and now I'm just used to the old title. Right. No, oh, so am I. So I'm, uh, the reason I mentioned it is because I'm, I'm constantly correcting myself, because for like two years, <laughs> it's lived in my head as the Sons of the Salton Sea, and now it's the Sins of the Salton Sea. Yeah. Sins of Salton Sea is a great title. I'm into it. Uh, Sons of Salton Sea, also a good title. So mm -hmm. uh, first of all, you want to just tell us what the book's about? Yeah, the book is about, uh, so it's like, a, it's sort of like a trophy crime book, you know, how it starts out, which uh, is a dude is brought back into, um, you know, into uh, <clears throat> the criminal life by his brother for one proverbial uh, last heist, you know, uh, so his brother can retire because his brother knows it's a young men's game and he can't hold on uh, much longer. Um, and man, I don't, I don't, it's hard, tough to talk about without spoiling yeah. the first issue, but like I, that's thing, why I didn't do it because yeah, the thing that they to explain find in the armored car is not the thing that they're expecting to find, uh, and it's uh, as something sort of changes everything that uh, uh, they thought was happening and introduces a a new uh, kink, I guess that you know they somehow might be caught between. Uh, like humanity and the end of the world, uh, it, it explodes pretty pretty big uh, <laughs> into what the stakes actually are. It's it's like it's so funny because I read I read it uh, last night. You sent it over the weekend, and you sent you sent the first three, and I read it. And like I've known what it was for a long time since you came up with it, and like we talked about it a bunch. And the execution on the first issue is so good, like it's the thing I was saying before of like, you just feel like, oh, people aren't doing this. People aren't doing crime books like this. Like it feels like really exciting that I completely forgot what the actual premise of the book is. And so that like, even though I know the beats, when I got to that, the moment of like, 
the reveal of what's going on and what we're actually dealing with, like it really rips the rug out from under you in such a good way that it is it's fascinating and I loved and it's a thing you don't get to experience in comics a lot. I mean, I feel like you know, you and me have both have been in the Marvel and DC machine enough where you're like, I have this exciting twist in my book. And they're like, cool, that's going to be on the cover. And you're like, oh, yeah. that <laughs> sucks. Like, I don't know how to, you know, and I remember people saying to me, like, lie to them. Don't tell them what the twist is. Like, they yeah. have to get the covers while you're writing it. Just lie. Don't tell them. And I was like, that's not, I can't do that. Like, that's not how I can operate. But the, like, the twists in this book and the twists keep coming like there's a twist there's more twists than the first just the first twist are so smart i i sort of was wondering like in the modern era where like you go into a book and you know what the premise is and like it's just the execution of that premise or like i don't know the you get the last page reveal of what the book is and you're doing something very different like the the end of the book has a has a twist but like it twists again and becomes a very different thing was that hard to do creatively was it hard to sell your publisher on so i think once again i, I was lucky in that axel is you know the guy in charge over at awa now and and so i think it feels like the kind of thing that he's into so it wasn't hard to sell him on it yeah um so much and uh i think you know he even like tried to pull me back a bit on like you know i i Originally, in the first draft of number two, I revealed more of what's going on than, mm-hmm. than what we do. And he was like, pull it back. Like, just save all this yeah. sort of stuff so people... Because the whole thing is we don't want the reader necessarily to know what's real right. and what's not and what's happening until, like, the fourth or fifth issue, right? And, yeah. you know, I'm writing the fifth issue right now. Um, and so we were trying to just, you know, just constantly fuck with, like, your expectation and what you think is happening and what really is happening and, and who these people are and... and uh, you know, what they're really sort of tied up in and involved yeah. with. But yeah, it's, it's kind of tough. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I love it because it's, it's, you know, it's the kind of thing that you can do in a movie easily because yeah. you've got someone to buy a movie ticket and they're there, they're in their seat and you can do whatever you want with them. But in a comic, like, I, I mean, I remember when we were making Four Kids Walking to a Bank trying to explain to punish, publishers mm-hmm. that like, yeah, it's a comedy, but at the end, it's like a heist and it's pretty bloody and nasty. And like, you can't do that. Like, you can't sell people a comedy for $20. And then when they give you their last four bucks for the final issue, be like, this isn't a comedy at all. And I was like, why not? And they were like, one of the publishers we were talking to was just like, it's just fucked up to do. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> fucked up to sell someone something and it not be the thing you sell them. And I was like, I don't think that's true. And this feels like that. And I love it. Like, I, I love the idea that, like, I mean, obviously, we're spoiling it for people who listen. We're not really spoiling it, but, like, it's a crime book. Like, it starts as a crime book, and then it's kind of maybe not a crime book exactly. Right, yeah. It's maybe a horror book. It's maybe something else. Like, it, it's unclear what it is sort of as it goes. And, like, it just feels like the kind of choices that, like, we don't get to see made in comics a lot. And that's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm really happy to be able to do it. Really happy to be able to do it the way I want. Because, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, the first end, issue ends and, you know, you know this shit's wrong and then this shit's going bad. But then, you know, as soon as we go into the second issue and start revealing a bit more. Yeah, I, man, like, I wish I, we could do that sort of shit more often. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I try and do that and always get sort of pushed back on it, you know, uh, on other books. 
Uh, so this is one of the few times where I could just like just fucking go all in on it and uh, and just hope that the readers are just gonna stick around for the ride. Um, one of the things that I think is really interesting when I was reading it last night, um, you got the first issue and it it kind of moves at a very linear pace, and then I was reading the next issue and it, there's like a time jump and it jumps ahead and you kind of gloss over some stuff that sort of you need to know and you're kind of like the reader's kind of like, oh, I didn't quite understand that. And then you get to the next issue. I got to the next issue and I was like, oh, now it goes back in time and it fills that stuff in. And then I realized that you sent me the issues out of order. And so I read <laughs> issue one and then issue three and then issue two. Was that intentional? Was that, did you want me to do it like that? I um, know they're going to come out. No, I see. I I just assumed that you could read file names and you would know which Okay, was you know what? I, first of all, it was 5.30 in the morning. But more than that, like... The files are like coded in some crazy way because it's like it's like S I you know like a code. So probably what what had happened is that uh, it probably went from the time it was renamed from Sons to Sins. I wonder if but, if it went from S O. Are you you guys want to hear you want to hear this file name? Here's the file name. It's yeah, like it's this. So all three of them. It's them Sultan. It's Sultan O One. No, read Sultan the whole fucking file. I'm read. I'm reading the whole thing. This is Sultan O one V three O six O three low dot PDF. Is is the first one, and the others are as follows, but it's Sultan O two and O three. No, that's not true because it's Sultan two. This is v, it's Sultan two V three and then Sultan three V two, and so like <laughs> the numbers are swapped. They're in the wrong order in the email. There's this no is why people listen art. to this show. There's no fucking cover art. <laughs> I really was like <laughs> so fucking at, at five. This is the morning, real reason we're, we've brought Ed on. Matt is so pissed about this. I was, I'm pissed He's at you, Griffin, for being like, oh, it's just Salton version. It's like, no, it's V2-3 and listen, V3-2. It's I no, admit, it's, it's all pretty, I almost, it's all pretty straightforward. I almost did. I almost had the same mistake. I thought it was pretty straightforward. And then I thought for a They're second, also I was like, not in oh, order. this isn't the right one. It's confusing that it's 2v3 and 3v2. The book is to Sins, to Sultan 01, V3, 603. Did you go back and read them in order? No, I just read the fucking second one. I was like, oh. I read this. I I went to bed, actually. I read one and three, then started on two, and was like, now he's going backwards in time to explain the shit that didn't quite make sense. And then I was like... This doesn't. Yeah. This is a fucking weird. This right. isn't right. And so then you I know, stopped. I was wondering what you're talking about because we do have one joke where we go back slightly in time, but that's an issue four. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I I was so mad that I went to bed and then I woke up and read the second right. issue and was like, oh, I I was gonna say like I was trying to figure out a nice way to be like first issue is so tight and smart and then the time jumps in the second issue. <laughs> Are kind of sloppy. Like I didn't know. Very how to bold. Like, I, I, I didn't know how to say like it's kind of smart and sloppy, but like you also like drive past some stuff that feels pretty important, <laughs> and like weird choice. And then when I was like, I was yeah, I was trying to figure out how to be nice to be like mm, right. you kind of fucked up on the second issue. I feel like, but it turns out you didn't. The second issue is great, Perfect. and it's actually linear and a natural progression from the first issue, and it answers a lot of the questions that if you just read the third issue and didn't understand. Right. It makes sense. I'll so sure that's, you, think the, I'll, you think the listen, listeners should read them in the current? Yeah, I, I think I'll, mm-hmm. I'll email stores yeah. to make sure that they display them right. uh, in the right order. And tell, them to, <laughs> tell them to put fucking covers on them, too, <laughs> might help. 
Um, <laughs> look, we were all confused. I think we can all agree that the three of us were all really confused. No, I, I don't think. I think Ethan, <laughs> Ethan's quiet, but he's confused. Griffin was confused. It was confusing, but we made I wasn't it confused. Ethan was a little confused. He said off air before we started. He said it was. Uh, I'm always a little confused. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Anyway, it's tough. It's tough. To We're get, working yeah. on it. To yeah. get back to the book. Uh, you know, you talked about Axel, and obviously Axel Alonso is, you know, a person who brought you into Marvel, brought me into Marvel, um, was editor-in-chief at Marvel. Uh, but it's interesting because this book, I was thinking about it, and like he, before he was at Marvel, he was at, at DC, he was a Vertigo editor. And he's the editor famously on books like Hellblazer and 100 Bullets and Preacher. And this book feels very much in that wheelhouse of like... Mm-hmm. It's a genre, but slightly twisted. It's like crime, but it's a little broken. It's it's something else. Um, was that intentional to bring this to him to be like this? Feels like, you know, where you got your start, or is this just like you guys have similar taste and this is? Yeah, I think we just have similar taste. I think when I was putting together pitches, you know, this is like sort of one of the pandemic babies, and um, I had this, and there's something wrong with Patrick Todd, uh, but they had another telepath book, so they didn't want to do two. Mm-hmm. telepath books um but yeah it just felt like you know i felt you know when i put it together i, I want to say like it felt like the kind of thing he'd be interested in but i feel like he and i have very similar interests so that like me putting together a book that i'm interested in and mm-hmm. theoretically is going to be a book that he's probably interested or hopefully interested in as well cool um well i just want to say like i really love the book um i i feel like like I said before, like I always love everything you do and I'm such a fan, but this feels like to me, I remember reading Murder Book, like I met you and at a show or something, like we maybe we talked online and you gave me issues of Murder Book and I remember going home and being like, oh, I'll read this guy's book and just being like, holy shit, like this is, this is an important book. Like this is not just like a guy I know made a cool book. Like this feels like something that's really unique and something really special and obviously like we've become we, you know we've known each other for years and all that stuff and i've watched all your books and there's been stuff i love but this feels like in some ways a return to that era of book for you but i had that same feeling of like reading murder book for the first time and being like fuck they don't make books like this like <laughs> and it's horrible that they don't because this is awesome and this feels like really unique and fresh and it's awesome to see it now coming from you and it feels like the last 10 years or whatever of you making all these other things like it feels it has that same energy of murder book but like leveled up all the things you've learned and i know for me like as a fan of yours and someone you know someone i consider a peer it's really awesome to see you doing stuff that like is still kind of knocking me on my ass and impressing me and like you're still getting better with every book and that's awesome and so i just wanted to say congrats on the book and Thanks. i think that's the first nice thing you said about me in about 10 years since we've been <laughs> <That's fair>. yeah <laughs> uh no i just really love it man and i'm no, i'm glad you dug it like you know um uh it's funny because someone i ran into someone else this summer who was like mentioned that i write books like they don't publish anymore and that feels like you know Sometimes it feels backhanded. Like sure. maybe maybe there's a reason they don't publish the shit anymore because it doesn't sell. But no, I think you know I I definitely you know I worry about maybe I'm getting older and my tastes aren't uh, you know uh, aligning with 
uh, most readers. But the, you know, this is the kind of shit I like doing. The kind of stuff I like, you know, writing. Kind of stuff that actually gets me excited when I'm actually writing books. So, you know, I think after, you know, especially you know, you've heard me bitch throughout the entire pandemic, uh, you know, about things. And I think one of the things that I really um, came to understand is that like I need to just start doing the stuff that I want to do and not necessarily worry about what's going to sell, you know, which is maybe not, you know, the best approach when you've got a mortgage on the line or something, but at the same time, I I don't know, know, unless, unless I'm happy with the books when they come out, like I had like a a book I did a while back that I just was so, uh, and I bitched you about it, you know, I'm not going to say the book, but there was one that I did that was so it, I just hated how it came together and it just didn't feel like, it felt like I was writing for someone else rather than writing for myself. Yeah. And so I sort of had made a vow to just not do that anymore and just kind of do, you know, which I think smarter writers would probably have just done that all, all <laughs> along, you know, just sure. done what they, they want to do and not write for other people. But, you know, sometimes you got to put your hand on the stove to realize it's hot, I guess. Yeah. I know. I mean, I, I, I get what you say about like, is that a backhanded compliment? I don't, think it's a backhanded compliment i I don't think it is but it's just it's just funny yeah yeah but i feel like this is the kind of book you can give to anyone and they'll they'll see that there's just like a sort of purity of idea to it and an exciting thing to it and and that's awesome to see of just like yeah this is the kind of book if you like stories like you should dig this book like it's since assault and sea is just the kind of thing that like people who love drama should be into and i i think you just kicked its ass and it's awesome and uh, I was really happy to read it, even in the weird order you sent it to all of us, and uh, happy to have you on the show, man, uh, as our, our first real second-time guest. I'm so, like, the, I'm the Steve Martin of a uh, yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. going to be in the, the five-timers club. Eventually. So mm-hmm. anytime you have anyone else back, you know, for a second time, I'll we'll have to yeah, come you back for, come back and do it. Exactly. All right, yeah. 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 Um, well, it's awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks right. for hanging out Thanks, with us. Ed. All right. It. Thanks for having me, guys. And that brings us to the end of part two of our discussion with Ed Brisson. Make sure to check out Sins of the Salton Sea and everything else Ed is working on by giving him a follow on Twitter at Ed Brisson. To get the latest episodes of this podcast, as well as news, giveaways, and even comics delivered straight to your inbox, go to ashcanpress.com and sign up for the newsletter. We'll be back next week with another wonderful guest. And in the meantime, you can write to us at ideasdontbleedpod at gmail.com or tweet to Matthew Rosenberg at ashcanpress on Twitter, me at Tales to Astonish, or Griffin at Griff Sheridan. We'll include some of your correspondence on the show, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. And big thanks to Summer People for our theme song, Where's the Poison? Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Uh-huh.